surrounding yourself with those people, there are so many benefits that, man, if I could go back seven, eight years, you know, and start over again, that, that hands down, that would be the only focus that I have. I, I don't care about my first deal. I don't care about finding, you know, that one property that's, that's going to make it happen this year. I would care about finding those people, my, my tribe of people um, who can really help me get where I want to go faster. And you, you said it cuts time off, man. It's the shortcut to life. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Business Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Sterick. This show is where we talk about all kinds of different stuff in business, but mainly we talk about how to mind your own business and stay in your own lane, and we interview only distinguished guests in order to find out their secrets. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mind Your Own Business podcast. Today, we have only distinguished guests, by the way, Richard Gamble. Richard Gamble is an expert in real estate and all things business. We're going to dive deep today. He's got a lot of cool stories to share with us, his background, his history, where he's going. And I think he's going to give us some gold nuggets today and unlock some secrets that he's, never, that he's never told anybody before. Richard, welcome to the show, man. Happy to have you here. Yeah, thank you for having me, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Can't wait to get into it. Yeah, man. Well, I'm excited too. And we've been working on trying to get together for quite a while now. Richard and I are in a couple of different mastermind groups together. We started off in some real estate mastermind groups together. And I quickly realized that I didn't want to be a general partner in real estate and multifamily. However, Richard has taken that path. And so why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, like your background, kind of how you started in business. And did you get into real estate when you were like a toddler or a little bit after that? <laughs> Slightly after, man. I, I uh, kind of a funny story about my start in, in real estate, and then I'll actually go into my start in real estate. You know, my, my dad, we, we did live in flips or whatever you want to call them, pretty much house hacking, I guess, my yeah. entire life. And he was always very real estate passionate, but he he had the he had the fear, right? He couldn't get over, you know, some of the fear that cripples people, the the analysis paralysis. He, he was an accountant by trade, so he, he was very analytical and he couldn't get over the fear, man. So he he trained me on everything. And, and it kind of my start happened honestly in, in 2009, maybe 2010, somewhere around there. I was listening to Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which somebody had recommended to me. And I was listening to that. And, you know, hearing the book, and I, I used to drive a lot. I lived in the Bay Area, which I'm sure you, you're familiar with a lot of traffic. And I, I spent a lot of time in my car. So I finished the book in a day and a half or so. The minute I finished the book, I called my dad and and I didn't say anything to him. He picks up and I just say, yeah, hey, you were right. And he's like, about what? And I was like, which time? The whole thing, man. He was <laughs> My entire life, he told me never work for somebody else. My entire life, he told me the most important thing in the world is sales. My entire life, he told me, you know, your ability as as a human to communicate with another human is the most critical thing you can learn. And luckily, I listened to him. I mean, I'm, I'm a sales guy by trade, I'm a or by nature. You know, I, I I enjoy talking to people. I love networking, and and really, you know, for me that that was one of the big the big keys in the book was that that interaction with humans, selling or sales as a you know whether you're trying to secure your significant other or get a better job or 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 do something in the entrepreneurial space, either way, sales is life, you know? So anyways, I told him that and I had to go into it and explain it to him. And I, I don't know why it took me hearing Kiyosaki saying the same things that, that I heard my dad saying to believe it. The only thing I can think of is that my dad wasn't doing those things, right? You tell me my whole life, here's the blueprint, here's how you do it. Here's how you become, you know, wealthy and successful and whatever. And I, and I see those things not happening. It's hard, it's hard to buy in, right? And then you, you, I heard it from somebody else and it, it all rang true, man. It, it gave me a new respect for my father because I know he was, he was, he was, he was correct my whole life, but also, 
gave me a path to start on. So that's kind of how we, we we began. So in roughly 2010, we were living in, in California at the time. We had been there a couple of years, moving from Georgia to, to the Bay Area right during the, the GFC. And we were there in 2008, 2009, 2010. And we started our real estate journey in 2010 and actually found it to be ridiculously difficult to try to break in to the to the investing space, even though it was arguably the worst you know housing market in the history of the world and in one of the worst hit areas in the world. And we still couldn't get into it, man. It was it was very difficult for us to get started. I think obviously we, we made considerable amount of mistakes. I think if we went back today and did it again, we might have better luck breaking in, but it was still very difficult. So we tried to start in 20, 2010 and we ended up really getting started in 2014. I, I had a, a few good things happen, a few bad things happen. My parents lived in Tennessee at the time. Like I said, we were in the Bay Area. My mom got sick. So we decided we wanted to move back to be a little closer to her and spend some time with her, help my dad. My job was eliminated at the time. I was extremely overpaid. So I guess it was only a matter of time, but I had the option to stay with the company or take a severance package. We, we opted for the severance package because it, I mean, it, literally my mom called me one day and, and said she had gotten a pretty bad diagnosis. And then three days later, my boss called me to tell me that my job had been eliminated. So kind of perfect timing, to be honest. At that yeah. point, it was 2014. The housing market had kind of rebounded in California. So we were actually in a pretty good position on our house. Mm-hmm. So we had you know, good, good equity. We had a severance package and we had a, you know, the motivation to move. So we moved back to Tennessee, moved to Tennessee, man, we went all in, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of people talk about kind of starting slow and keeping your job and working your way up until you can support yourself with cash flow and whatnot. We quit our jobs. We just left everything, came to Tennessee with absolutely no plan of ever being employed again. I love it. Came here and, you know, the intention was we were going to start flipping and then we were you know probably going to, going to just flip for the, at least for the foreseeable future. I don't think we really had a long-term plan. The plan was to be, you know, flippers at the time. And then due to market conditions and some other things, we actually ended up keeping doing buying holds instead. And then we still did a little bit of flipping, you know, keep, keep food in the fridge and gas in the tank. We had to do do the occasional flip, but not really the path that we wanted or the direction we were going. So, you know, being buy and hold investors since 2015, 15, really, I think 2014 in December is when we bought our first house. So really you know, right there at the end of the year, being buy and hold investors since then, we started with single families, we moved into small multi, you know, kind of doing the normal graduation process, which I would not do it that way. If I had to go back again, I would, I would instantly jump into bigger, bigger projects, but we did the small graduation, you know, did single families, duplex, triplex, quadplex. And then somewhere around 2020, we started to transition and, and go into the the bigger, you know, mid, mid, mid-sized multifamily, 20 to 50 units, let's say. And, and now our buy box is roughly a 50 unit uh, is kind of what we're looking at, unless it's right here in our home market. In our home market, because of the infrastructure we have, we would buy a little smaller. You know, so we would probably buy in the 16 plus space here in our local market. We recently, uh, because the, you know, we had ha- had some trouble finding deals over the course of the last 18 months, which I'm sure you know a lot of people have. So we decided to make a small pivot and work, focus on some other things to try to bring in the same revenue goals and try to still achieve our, you know, our cash flow goal that we had written down without necessarily adding any new units because we were having you know a lot of trouble really finding anything that that worked on paper, partially due to you know the 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 economy and the way things are, and partially just due to the fact that we we weren't really pushing it that hard because I think we wanted to pivot. So we pivoted and we started property management company. So we opened a property management company. We have been self-managed managed since we started the process and <laughs> funny side story. So the, the company is called 10th door property management. And the, uh, the name came from the fact that I told my wife at our 10th door, we would hire a property manager Love it. roughly 
10 times that we started the process of hiring a property manager. So uh, we're <laughs> almost there on the property. We're almost there. So we started a property management company and then we started the two things that you see here behind me. So we've got a local meetup that we do, like an in-person, very similar to like a RIA event, REIA event, you know, one night a month, get together, have a speaker, have some free food, chit chat for a while, network. And that's um, been growing pretty wildly lately. Yeah. How, what's your average show up? About a hundred. huge, man. It's funny because it has probably been one of the most the most rewarding things of my professional career. Like we started it and it's kind of kind of a, a funny, funny story. We started it with no intention. We just wanted myself and the, the partner that we started it with, we just wanted a place to go hang out and talk about real estate. And there was not really a meeting that fit our box here in town. There wasn't a meeting where folks came, you know, that had seen some success. Most of the meetings that were there were for, for new folks. Mm -hmm. you know, I've done one or two flips. I've got one or two rentals. They were really a, a very entry-level type meeting. We wanted something where people came that, that had a little bit more experience. Also, the obviously new folks are completely welcome. So we wanted to start a meeting that had the right group of people there that would attract folks who had a little bit more success and a little bit more experience, but also welcoming and and really open for folks that, that that were starting out. So we started the meeting, our lowest meeting ever, we had 73 people. That was the first meeting and they've kind of gone wow. up from there and, and fluctuated right around hundred people. So it's been tremendously successful and just so from a personal perspective, so rewarding. It's really, it's a lot of fun to watch people network and, and, and grow and, and folks, you know, that came 12 months ago to a meeting and you see them form partnerships and you see them kind of moving on in their, in their, in their career, their, their journey. And it's, it's super exciting. So that's awesome. And Amazing. then from that, we had, keep pointing the wrong direction here. So from that, we, we had a, a lot of requests for people. People requested for us to start something more about like a coaching group, something more intimate. So we started a mastermind. And that, and I said that the meetup was, it has been so awesome and so rewarding. And I think the, the mastermind, although it's just kind of getting started has had, I, I believe it will eclipse that in, in, in feel good factor, man. Cause it's so, it's, it's way more intimate. Obviously we have a, a better connection with folks. It's, you know, every single week and, and four times a, we do a zoom call and then four times a year we do a, an in-person meeting similar to some of the groups that, that we're in together. And obviously in that one, you get really, you know, deep relationships built really deep opportunities to network and partner and see things happen. So it's been, it's so cool, man. I, I really, I love it. So I'm glad we pivoted a little bit and I think we took our foot off the gas on the, on the real estate side a bit, but now that the market is kind of transitioning, we're really seeing deals ramp, ramping back up. And obviously, you know, the networking just helps put us in the position to, to really find those deals and, you know, be there to help other folks capitalize on their deals, but also put us in a position to, to find some that we never would have found previously. Yeah, absolutely. So in a nutshell. And so you, <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there, obviously, but let, let's go on the heels of the mastermind thing, right? So you've brought a number of people together into a virtual room or a room, and not only does it help them talk about deals and talk about the struggles they're going through, but it also creates these partnerships where you can plug people together like, oh, you have money, but no deal. You got a deal, but no money. Boom, you put them together. Sure. Simple stuff like that. But then it also creates deal flow opportunity for the entire room because you have multiple different people with different skill sets that can come together, whereas they might have never met each other before. Yeah, And so Man. it's like a shortcut. It's like any of the other groups that you or I are involved in, instead of grinding for years and years and years, which you and I have both done, we now put ourselves in a position where we have the tools at our disposal to now level up. Like, I don't even know, like a, like a video game where you like power up and you skip a level. Yeah. That's exactly what these groups do for people. So can you talk a little bit about what that's done for the people in your, my tribe right now? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, and I think you really hit the nail on the head that it, it had 
or has two or three benefits, I think, for the folks that are in there. And, and obviously, you and I see the same benefit in the groups that we're in together and the ones that we were in, in previously together. But I think when you're in the room, for me anyway, when you're in the room and you're around people who are doing the same things you're doing, or at least rowing in the same direction, right? So even if you and I, you were a small business guy and I was a real estate guy, us being in the same room together, we're rowing in the same direction, right? We're, we're on an entrepreneurial journey. We're on a, a journey for freedom. We're on a journey for you know passive income or, or, or active income or whatever it is we're looking for. We're on a journey in the same direction. And I think putting us in the room together, man, it, it recharges for me, it recharges my batteries. It gives me new tips and tricks. And I might hear something from you. And even if we're in completely different industries, you could be a gutter guy. You could own a gutter company. And I hear a tip from you, a trick from you, an idea from you, a strategy that you're employing in your business. And it could help me with something that has, that has nothing to do with the business you're in or even the industry that you're in. And it just hearing those little, those little tidbits, hearing the little ideas, hearing the struggles you're going through, hearing the successes that you're having, man, it really, for me, it recharges me. And I think the same thing for the people in, in my group, like every Monday we have a call. And I think, you know, every Monday we get off that call and people, you know, you, you, you get off the call and you're you're on a you're on a real high and you're ready to go and you're ready to fight the world and then you go back to life and you go back to your job and you go back to your your spouse that might or might not support your journey you go back to your family your friends your coworkers your colleagues all these people who might or might not share a mindset with you and that all and it beats you down especially if you're just mm -hmm. getting started you hear all the negativity you hear all the reasons it won't work you hear you know, you're watching, you know, the the news and everything's terrible. And, and you really, you get all, you get beat down all week to where your, your motivation can sometimes wane. And then you get back on that call on Monday and you're recharged and ready to go again. And, you know, for me, it, it keeps me on a, on a high all week. And luckily, you know, being part of multiple groups, I never really have a lag. So I go from yeah. one call to the next and my batteries just stay charged up. And then I think the second side of it, from a deal perspective, I believe you, you hit the nail on the head again with, you know, obviously if I, if I'm talking about a deal that I've got going on, maybe there's an opportunity for you to slide into that deal. Maybe there's an opportunity for you to help me take it down because it's something that you've done or you have capital to deploy or whatever it is, there might be an opportunity for us to partner together. If not, the fact that you heard me talk about, I mean, I'm taking down a 20 unit multifamily and you go, oh man, one of those came across my desk like a month ago, but I didn't know anybody in that space. So I just let it go. Mm -hmm. And now the next time you hear about the opportunity, the next time you see that deal, you'll go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Some guys in my group can help me take this down or some, some gals in my group can help me take this down. And, and maybe now you get into a deal that you would have thought was out of your league, out of your industry, out of your business, out of your, out of your, your scope. But now it's within your scope because you and I were a team. Like, you know, mm -hmm. this is, we're all rowing in the same direction. We're all going the same place and I can help level you up. You can help level me up. And even if one of the things we say a lot on there is like, you have no new problems. Like you don't, mm -hmm. I, I don't care what problem you're facing. It's not new. There is somebody somewhere that has faced that problem. And even if maybe I haven't faced that problem, I might've faced ones that are similar or me asking you questions about your problem might help you think about it in a different way that makes it just easy to solve. And there's so many benefits to surrounding yourself with people I'm not even going to use the, the cliche and say like-minded, but people who are, you know, going in the same direction that you're going in to, to keep going back to that same thing, being surrounding yourself with those people, there are so many benefits that, man, if I could go back seven, eight years, you know, and start over again, that, that hands down, that would be the only focus that I have. I, I don't care about my first deal. I don't care about finding, you know, that one property that's, that's going to make it happen this year. I would care about finding those people, my, my tribe of people um, who can really help me get where I want to go faster. And you, you said it cuts time off Man, it's the shortcut to life. You surround yeah. yourself with people who are doing what you want to do or who have done what you want to do. 
add value to those people, add value to the group. And you'll, you're, I mean, the trajectory is amazing. Yeah, it really is. So how long ago did you join your first group mastermind or whatever you want to call it? Some people yeah. don't like the term mastermind. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. I love it. But some people yeah. have like this negative connotation about it. And I find myself gravitating away from those people who don't like the term mastermind. That's a side mm -hmm. note, but <laughs> I think it's a limiting belief that a lot of people have like, Oh, mastermind, that sounds culty or something like that. And it's like, no, I mean, like, so using real estate as an example, a lot of people go to these local real estate meetup groups like RIAs and things like that. It's the same exact thing. It's the same exact thing. So for me, I joined my first group about a year and a half ago, paid group about a year and a half ago. And, and I'm from that point to who I am today, it's like 400, 500% different. I'm at least five times different better than I was a year and a half ago. So, and I like to ask everybody this question, like how long ago did you discover the shortcut of paid groups? Yep. Well, first of all, you could not be any better than you are today. You're amazing. Second Thanks, of all, brother. I appreciate uh, the uh, somewhere around 2020. So we, we okay. said so we pivoted in our business and started to, to lean towards larger deals, larger multifamily. We had never partnered with anybody. We never used anybody's money except for, you know, bank money, obviously, but we were, we were the down payment funds. We were the, any gap funding that was needed was, was our personal money, um, which I think is a huge, huge mistake, but it's all part of, you know, how we got where we are, the, the journey that we were on. I, I, I've said a couple of times that if I could go back and do it again, I would do it different. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do a single thing different because I, I wouldn't be sitting here today talking to you yeah. if the journey hadn't been exactly what the journey was. And it put us in a position that, you know, that, that we've made some of those mistakes. We've made, had some of those successes where we can now share and help other people with it. So I actually, I would not change anything. So if I say that again, I'm lying, I wouldn't change it. But maybe we started in somewhere around 2020, we, we decided that we wanted to play bigger. And to do that, we needed to step out of our comfort zone. We needed to be trained, right? We needed to stop being in rooms with with folks that were that were not light years ahead of us, right? We needed to be the dumbest person in the room. And so I, I joined a group in early 2020. I think we were, we were at a conference and I heard some guys talking on stage and I really liked their, you know, their, their, well, first of all, I liked what they were doing. They were doing, you know, larger multifamily. That's what the conference was about. So I liked their, their business strategy, but I also, I liked them personally. I, I really connected with them. I think that they, you know, from the stage, not having met them yet, but I really liked their demeanor. I liked their, I don't know, morality is the right word, but their, their, their values, um, maybe. They're perfect. Thank you. Their their values, their their ideals as people. I really identified with them well. So I joined their group, and you know, I spent probably the next year and a half really going deep in there and and immersing myself, trying to meet everybody, taking advantage of every single opportunity the group had. So I think that's really you know, there's a lot of people who pay for groups like that who who don't take advantage of any of it. They they pay the money and then they don't attend calls. They pay the money, they don't come to meetings. They pay the money. And they don't interact in the, you know, like if it's a, a paid Facebook group, they don't interact in the group. And then they wonder why they don't get the results from it, right? You didn't, you didn't, you didn't put yourself in, you didn't go all in. And I think because of that, you're never going to see the results that you could. So we, we went really deep, you know, they, they've got five or six calls a week at this point. I think in the beginning they had two or three, I was on every one of them. I interacted in every way that I could, drove to every conference, flew to every conference that they had, really tried to immerse myself and be a part of the group. And that was in 2020. And then from there, we've, we've, consistently or, or constantly leveled up the the groups that we are in, you know, to some of the ones that you and I are in together now, which had you asked me in 2020, if I would spend that type of money to be in a, a room, yeah, that's just a room. I mean, there's yeah. no, 
we didn't buy a course. We didn't buy a thing. There's not some, there's not stuff that comes with it. We're paying to be in that we're paying to, to be around the, these, these folks and be near each other. I would have told you there's probably no way that's ever going to happen. And I cannot imagine a better use of money today. There's, yep. if, if you've got one, please let me know. I don't know of a way to better use money to, 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 to really change your trajectory and, and really move your business forward. I don't know of a better way to do it. I agree. Uh, I've not seen a better way to do it. So I, I agree with you. You know, who I was, in 2020, joining that first group, my my mind shift, my mind, I, I've shifted my mindset. That's what I'm looking for. My mindset has shifted. My uh, desire and my goals have shifted. My networking has shifted. Uh, the way I look at every deal has shifted. It's changed everything about our business and being in groups. And now, you know, even you and I were talking to, you know, before the before the the camera started rolling here on on you know a call that we were on yesterday. That even helps me reframe something just yesterday, you know, helps me reframe my thought process going into potentially hard economic times, potentially odd economic times, uh, you know, really helps reframe my, my, my thought process as we go into that. So I, I man, I love groups. They're, they're yeah. the, they're the secret sauce. Well, before we jump into the economy, do you want do you want to share how powerful these groups are to you by sharing how much you spend annually or maybe monthly? I don't know. Do you want to share that or not? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I have no, I got no secrets, man. We uh, so right now we're probably spending every single month consistently somewhere around six thousand dollars a month to be in groups, and then on the on the yearly basis, and these numbers won't line up. So I say that's consistently, that's every single month, no matter what. We're probably somewhere around a hundred grand this year, uh, maybe slightly above that in coaching, training, conferences, seminars, masterminds, all the different ways, all the all the different learning vehicles that are present. Uh, we're probably somewhere around a hundred thousand dollars this year, and and you know I I, put, I I think I made a post about this not too long ago and I got really mixed feedback. Some of the super successful people are like, hey, you're not spending enough, spend more. You know, and, and <laughs> a lot of the folks that are really just kind of spinning their wheels and doing the same thing they've always done and getting the same result they've always gotten and you know not really moving forward told me how ridiculous it was that that we're spending that much money, you know, and, and I look at it, nothing against them. Everybody's got a different business plan. Everybody has a different strategy. You know, we we will 3x if not 4x our business in the last 12 months, including the next month or two, because we have some things that we're closing, we'll, we'll 4X, 3X, if not 4X, our business in, in 12 months. So wow. that's huge, yeah. man. And oh, so yeah. return return on your investment, you're going to 10X your investment probably. Way beyond that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll be, so that just the, the one group that you and I are in together, we probably 3X or 4X that one with one idea. And that's, you know, with the, the mastermind idea, which mm-hmm. came from that group. So being in that group, I saw the power, I saw what could happen and and knew that we could make an impact on folks. And because of that, we've, you know, 3X or 4X the investment in the, in the one group because of that group. And a lot of it, we end up putting back in a lot of it, we end up spending in meetings and doing other things that are that are fun for that group. But if I wanted to use that just to pay the bill to be in the group that we were in easily, so no, no question with the closings we have with the other things we have, absolutely will 10x, yeah. if not I mean, 20x, probably the money we've spent this year in, in, in profitability from it or return from it. No yeah. question. I agree 100%, man. I, you know, when I first was like, hey, I'm going to pay for like, for one of the groups that I'm in, it's $12,000 a year. And when I told certain people in my life, hey, I'm going to spend a thousand bucks a month to get in this group. And they were like, you're going to do what? We could use that for this, that, and the other. Like, why are you going to, that's crazy. That's insane. I've 25 times X'd that with an an idea in the first month of joining the group. (laughs) And on top of that, I saved myself about $120,000 on the first conversation I had with our mentor. Yeah. 
$120,000. I had a problem in business and I said, hey, I'm having this problem. Here are my options to fix this problem. And within about four sentences, he gave me the answer because he's gone through these type of things before. And had I stood stuck in that business, this is trucking I'm referring to, had I stayed in that business over the next six months, I would have lost $120,000. Man. <laughs> and I didn't even have to pay the 12 grand up front. I just had to pay a thousand a month to get in. So I paid this guy a thousand bucks for his advice and it saved me $120,000 like that. Yeah, and that's absolutely you know, insane. Oh yeah. It's funny when people talk about, you know, the, the folks who, who naysayed to you saying that $12,000 a year was, was ridiculous or, yeah. a waste of money or whatever it was. Yeah. If you go to those same people right now and say, if, if you hand me 10 or 12 grand, I'll hand you back 120. Are yeah. you in? Yeah. I mean, every one of them, of course, how many, how many times can we do that transaction? How many times can I, can I hand you this 12,000? You know, they, they just don't, I, I don't know why a lot of people don't see it that way. And I think they, the problem is people are so, people are so brainwashed that everything is a scam. People yes. are so brainwashed mm -hmm. that there's no value out there. And of course, you know, on these groups, folks make money doing it. Of course they do, or they wouldn't spend their time doing it. But yeah. as you and I hear a lot, if you pay, you pay attention, right? Yes. So the fact that, you know, I've got the two groups behind me and in one of them, uh, a lot of people who come, they come one time, they never come again. You know, it's probably 15 people a month that I see them one time. They never see them again. They're, they're, hmm. Putting their toe in the water and they're never coming back. Yeah. Or if they even if they do come back two, three, four times, they're they, they've never bought a deal. They might not ever buy a deal. And it's sad because you know they're it's a free meeting and they just come and dabble and then they just they get burned out. Maybe they get kicked down by like all those things I mentioned earlier that that really you know they, the negativity can compound and really make it you know to where once a month is just not enough to keep you engaged and they just bow out. The other group where people are you know you're paying to be there, people you pay attention like you you're you're in. You're involved. You, most, for the most part, people try to get as much out of it as they possibly can, and those are the people who turn that twelve thousand dollars into one hundred twenty thousand dollars very sure. quickly. Because the, you know, not everything in your life is a scam. There are scams out there, of course, but yeah. not everything in your life is a scam. And I think if you identify with the person who is your mentor, if you identify with their 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 brand, with their their methodology, with their mindset, chances are the other people who are in the group are going to share that. Because I wouldn't join, you know your group if I didn't like you as a person yeah. and share at least some common traits with you. Mm -hmm. And chances are the other people in your group probably would as well. So the chances are all of us are going to get along. We'll click, everything will work. And it'll even I'm not for the groups that I'm in anyway, I'm not paying for you necessarily as the leader of the group. I'm paying for the other relationships. I'm yes. paying to go to the meeting and meet the, you know, whatever one of the groups we're in, it's about a hundred people. I'm paying for them. The, mm -hmm. the guy that runs, it's a bonus. Like, and he's amazing. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's a bonus. My $12,000 was not for him. It was to be in the room with you. It was yeah. to be on this podcast with you. It was, yeah. it was for the relationship that will form and, and do something in the future together. That's worth the 12,000. He's a bonus. Absolutely, yeah. man. Well, so let's, let's talk about the future a little bit. What, what are you guys doing right now moving forward with higher interest rates and knowing that the economy is changing and dare I say, we're going into an election year. Oh yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we, we've pivoted just a little bit. Like I said, we, we really about a year and a half ago, we're, we're my wife and I are, are economics nerds. We, we love us. So anybody who follows us on Facebook, you'll see regular economics posts from, from her and myself. So we, about a year and a half ago, we kind of knew that things were going sideways or that, that the, the way things were, and obviously most people feel this way, the way things were, were not really sustainable. Something was coming. And I think we just had a little bit deeper knowledge that things were coming. So that's what, one of the reasons why we pivoted to see 
not really in like a defensive mode, but how can we add other income streams that would be less affected? How can we still, you know, we set a goal for 2021 of what we, at the end of the year, we want our cash flow to be X. And, you know, to get there at the time in January of 21, when we set that goal, it was a number of doors. That's how we were going to get there is by adding X number of doors to our portfolio to get to this end goal of X amount of cash flow. Somewhere on the middle of the year, we were realizing that we like we weren't hitting any deals. Like we really weren't finding much that made sense. We found some smaller deals. We did a couple little things, but we weren't finding anything to, that was going to get us to our end goal. So we had to pivot and figure out things that were, we, you know, we still wanted to vertically integrate and keep things in the real estate space. That's our space, but we had to figure out other ways to do it besides stacking doors. So that was one of the reason, you know, reasons why we started the property management company regardless of where the economy goes, people obviously can take their units back and manage them themselves. But regardless of where the economy goes, people need management, especially because our our avatar for clients is really, uh, you know, people who've got, you know, 50, 60, 70 doors, those folks, chances are they're not taking their portfolio back to self-manage it because I mean, nobody wants to do that. <laughs> why, you know, why would you? So you know, we, we thought that was a pretty safe play, you know, going into question mark economy, but also something that gave us more infrastructure for our own business, something that helped us grow our business and vertically integrate with what we already had going on, put us in a position to possibly capitalize from a deals perspective, put us in a, a thought leadership position in our market with, you know, with other landlords who came to us for advice and things like that. So really that was the first step of preparing for economic uncertainty was pivoting to or adding on other income streams that would that would be independent of the door stacking method that is usually you know how you grow in real estate. That was the first thing. Second thing, you know, I I don't think I hear a lot of naysayers who say that deals are dead, there are no deals. I I fully agree it is harder to make things work at an eight and a quarter, eight and a half. 9% interest rate than it was at, at a four. Obviously, you'd be foolish to not think that, especially since prices really have not come down, you know, in in relation to that that increase in interest rate. But we have found deals. Like I said, we've got three or four things under contract right now that are closing in the next month or two, hopefully, that the deals still work. That there's deals out there. You just have to work harder to find them. You have to do more, whether you know, if you're if you're somebody who enjoys the 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 off-market sourcing, the calls, the cold calls, sending letters, driving for dollars, whatever your strategy is is you got to do more of that. Or if you're you know, like on my side where none of that stuff gives me energy, more networking, more putting yourself in a position to be part of deals, putting yourself in a position you know, with wholesalers, with agents, with tired, burned out landlords, whatever it is, putting yourself in a position to, to be the deal maker when, when the time comes um, is where we focused our strategy. And that's, again, one of the reasons for the networking groups behind us was you know beyond helping folks and everything else was to put us in a position to, to capitalize on deals. So I think there are still deals out there. So we're working, we're doing the work more. So we're focusing our energy more on finding deals that work, on on finding partners that we can work with. Really, on, and you know, I think uh, folks are taking their foot off the gas because they think there's no deals. Folks are stepping away, waiting for some economic shift to happen where they think prices are going to come catastrophically down. And whether or not that happens... I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know. I have a theory, but whether or not that happens, deals still need to be made, right? There will still be people who have circumstances, folks who just don't want to be landlords anymore, people who are retiring, you know, same as in blue collar businesses. There's people who are, you know, at the end of their end of their their working years, at the end of their journey, and they want out. Same thing as president in real estate. You just have to be in the right place at the right time to get those deals. So I think those are really the two things we're doing is focusing on doing more of the work, not less to get deals and, and pivoting to other income streams to help us weather a storm. Yeah. I definitely agree that in order to do deals, you have to get more creative. You have to see both the upside and the downside. 
Mm-hmm. You have to mitigate your risk more than uh, being attracted to appreciation. Right now, real estate is all about cash flow and continuity of operations. Great. If you think, if people out there think that they're just going to buy something, sit on it for six months to a year, and they're going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars, that's when those people are going to get burned. Just like in 08, 09, were you invested in real estate prior or during? No. No. At the end. At the end. Sure. So you you picked up my scraps is what happened. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) We, we were in it. We lost big. And I mean, we lost really big. I had to go through a bankruptcy in 2011 because of it. Now, everybody thinks that bankruptcy is this like nuclear option. For me, it was my saving grace. For me, it was like, hey, this is how I don't lose my mind and, you know, possibly hurt myself or do something even, you know, more catastrophic. But, and I want to just touch on that point really quick, because no matter how bad it is, and this is we're going to get into like life and and family no matter how bad it is it's never that bad for sure we we hear a lot of this kind of stuff go on with financial when there's financial downturns where we hear a lot about people taking their own lives mm-hmm. and they feel like they failed their families men especially it's extremely high suicide rate in men is extremely high when it comes to finances if they feel as if they weren't able to take care of their family support them let them down they feel like their only option is just to get out and that is never so this is like a kind of a public service announcement at the same time but you know i'm also sharing this to and i know that you agree with me to let everybody know that like we're here to help if there is any anybody out there that has anything that they're really struggling with like this and they feel like they can't talk to their family or they can't talk to their friends like we are confidential confidants. People can reach out to any of us and we will understand what they're going through because we've been through it before. So that's my little 10 second PSA. That it's never that bad. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Never. Anybody, you know, feel free to follow me on any, any of the socials. I, uh, I'm most active on Facebook. If you've got a question, need help, need a sounding board with someone, man, I'd be, I'd be happy to be, uh, to be that person to help you out and, and work you through it. Like you said, there's, you know, the, the, every business has ups and downs. Every job has ups and downs. Every, you know, whatever you're doing in life has ups and downs. And it's, I don't think it's ever that serious. It's never that big of a deal. There's people, you know, that, that love you regardless of your bank balance has, that has nothing to do with your value here. So man, reach out. There's always somebody. Absolutely. Now, this is also assuming that people have listened this far in the podcast to get to this. <laughs> Put it at the beginning. Move yeah. This yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. We'll do that. So <laughs> cool. Hey, let's talk a little bit about, we talked about future, the economy. Let's talk a little bit about how you're incorporating or adopting new technology into real estate. You know, real estate is historically just like a handshake, a pen and paper kind of industry. So how is technology disrupting, especially in the multifamily space? I don't know if I have a fantastic answer for that. I think, you know, I, I see a lot of the technology really working in, you know, kind of the the, the wholesaling space, the, the the deal sourcing space. I see a lot of the technology working or growing. I see a lot of technology working in the operational side of, of multifamily, single family, any of the real estate, which I can touch on that in one second. So I'll come right back to it. And then I see a lot of, you know, what personally affects me, I see a lot of AI and a lot of, a lot of the technology coming into play in really the content creation type space you know like this this video there'd be a, there's a lot of services out there that can help because I'm not a very tech savvy person you are far more tech savvy than I am there's a lot of uh, software a lot of AI a lot of uh, programs out there that can really do a lot of the work of video editing cutting you know long-term videos and or long long form videos into into reels and other things for social media which I think is critical 
you know, for anybody watching this, you're, you know, I got the sign right here that says that your network is your net worth. If you're not using social media to, to drive your brand, if you're using it to look at cat pictures and talk to your aunt Gertie, like you're, you're <laughs> not using it the right way, right? There's money to be made on social media. There's partners to be found. There's deals to be found. Share what you're doing. Tell people your story. Tell them what you got going on. Share pictures, share your wins, share your losses, and your network will grow. And with that, your net worth will grow. No question. It's not, it's not up for debate. If you disagree, talk to somebody else, but like that it's a hundred percent dead on real. Yeah. Uh, so if you're, if you're not tech savvy like myself and some of those things are not, not your wheelhouse, you know, take a, take, make a zoom video talking to someone about real estate, go out to a property that you have and walk through and make an hour long video, just talking about what you're doing. And there's software, there's AI out there that can cut it all up for you and make it into really nicely packaged content. So now back to the, the side around operations, with us starting the property management company, we did a lot of research on how we can really make it, I don't want to say easy, but easy on the uh, on the folks who are going to work at the property management company. And there is so much technology out there, whether it's, you know, one of the, one of the biggest parts of, of rental real estate is showing rental real estate, right? If you've got a hundred units, it can be a full-time job to just show your vacant and available units or not full-time job, but at least a part-time job to show just those hundred units. So if you make that a thousand or 1200, 1500 for a property management company, you need multiple people to go do those showing. Well, there's stuff out there now to handle that for you. There's software that can that can answer your phone, your inbound phone calls. That can set up appointments. You can put you know robo locks on the doors. That can handle all that. Very similar to any realtors who might be listening, like the, you know the pro programs called Showing Time and things like that. There's various things out there that really can eliminate or uh, largely reduce the time you spend showing units. There's AI. There's virtual assistants. There's you know chat bots. All kinds of things that can handle your inbound maintenance. That can handle your inbound lease questions. That can handle your inbound property questions. There's all kinds of services and technology out there to really streamline and make the operations side of real estate, specifically rental real estate, dramatically easier if you take advantage of it. And if you need to know any of those type of things, reach out to me, send me, send me a DM or whatnot. And I can help you find some of the programs that we're going to use in our property management company that would probably have, had we, had we done this research earlier could have cut the workload for us self-managing by 70%. I mean, I, I'm yeah. not even kidding, you know, for, for a few hundred dollars a month, I'm not, it's not even largely expensive. I'm, you know, there's three or four different services that you can add that are about a hundred bucks a piece mm -hmm. that would cut your workload as a landlord down by 60, 70%. Wow. And maybe if you've got three doors, that might not be worth the couple hundred bucks a month. But if you've got, if you have more than about 15, easily worth it. A couple hundred bucks a month to save hours and hours of your life. What can you do with those hours and hours of your life to trade Find for a more couple hundred deals. bucks? find more deals that's right yeah. so, so if you hear you know people tell you like the you talk to anybody who's not again back to that thing where life kind of beats you up in between in between those those sessions of battery recharging you talk to most people and tell them that you want to start a rental real estate business you want to get into being a landlord and they're going to tell you that you have to deal with tenants and toilets i don't know why that ever became the thing i've never gotten a 3 a.m call about a toilet it's just never happened <laughs> but uh that's you'll hear that from literally everybody and we for for I think it's a hundred dollar base charge and that covers the first 75 units. And then it's like a dollar a unit after that or something. So for call it 150 bucks, if you've got a hundred units, we have a service that answers after business hours, they answer every call. So five o'clock until you know five o'clock PM until eight or nine the next morning, they answer every call. They attempt to troubleshoot it and they'll call your preferred vendor for you. So if you do a three toilet call, you're not getting it. A right. VA's, you know, it, it that's There's amazing. so many things out there to eliminate whatever talking point your mm -hmm. your your negative friends and family members have that it's you know but if you don't know those things you don't know those things but there's so many things out there that can eliminate that and technology is is rapidly expanding in that space rapidly
rapidly is the key term there. We're, we'll touch on AI since you mentioned it a few times. Yeah. Um, OpenAI, the founder or the creator of ChatGPT, just two days ago, they came out with a massive update. And I won't go into the details of the update, but put your seatbelt on. <laughs> and it is going to accelerate the speed of information like some like we've never seen before. ChatGPT's been out for one year. It was last November when it came out. Feels longer. Feels longer because so much has happened in that one year. They're on their fifth iteration of GPT right now. And the next iteration is supposed to be a hundred times more powerful than the current one. I don't even know what that means. I can't even fathom, right? My only limitation for what AI can do is between the six inches right here. Yep. It's amazing. The next year is going to be crazy. The next seven years, it's going to change the face of the planet, literally. I believe it. And we're, we're at the forefront of it. We're trying to capture the opportunity and not get left behind. The internet revolution, right? When the internet came out and we had the dot-com boom in the, in the mid to late 90s, and then the dot-com bubble burst, of course, there is going to be a, I think there's going to be a bit of a bubble burst when it comes to AI and different companies that are coming out. People are... They're coming up with these companies and they're thinking that they're going to be the next billion dollar exit. We're going to have that over again. But this whole entire AI revolution is going to be so much larger. It's going to be the most influential thing that happens on our planet that has happened on our planet, I think, ever. Wow. The Industrial Revolution was huge, right? The Industrial Revolution canned foods. Anybody think about canned foods that much? I mean, like I just... I opened a can of black beans the other day to put into a salad and I went, imagine how we can have a can of black beans sit on a shelf for a couple of years and it's still shelf stable. Yeah. Prior to a hundred years ago, people would be getting dysentery from having beans <laughs> sit on their shelf too long, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, the future, I think of everything is, uh, is going to move a lot faster. You know, we talk about hockey stick growth and right now the growth is literally a straight line. There, there's no more curve. There's no more graph. It's literally just a straight line up into the air right now. I'm excited for the future. I feel like companies who are not taking advantage of this technology are going to be left behind and they're not going to know what hit them. They're going to slowly start losing market share and, and it's going to be eroding beneath them and they're not going to understand why. So another PSA to everybody out there, learn about AI, learn about what's going on. Even if you're just playing with ChatGPT for an hour a week, I would say that you'll be 90% ahead of the curve if you do just that. I can see that. And it's funny because it makes me think of a quote. What you said there makes me think of a quote. And like I said, I'm not anywhere near as as in depth on it as you are. I, I try, I try really hard. But you know, the uh, the uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the quote either way. But there's there's years where nothing happens, and then there's days where decades happen. Yeah, and I'm somewhere close on the quote, but I think that's you know I, I read the the Chat GPT release that you're talking about, and it it's mind blowing the things that it can do and the and the time that it can, especially if you're if you're an entrepreneur, especially if you're a solopreneur, and you're really kind of you are the backbone of your business. There is so much you know, like we talked about the you know the chat box that you're very very in depth on, and like just the, the time that that can save you, the money that that can save you, the the headache that that can save you is so mm -hmm. massive. And I think there's so many opportunities out there in every aspect of your business that there's something out there for you if you go and find it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, I feel like we've covered the past, the present, and the future. Now, can yeah. you can you share a couple of maybe some books that you've read over the years or something that's really kind of shifted your mindset? Because I think that that's an important part of all of us growing is yeah. shifting our mindset and believing that we can do it. Believing that 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eliminating the self-doubt, but also believing we can achieve. For sure. I'll give four if I can. I'll give five, but the first one is a is a, a no-brainer for anybody. I already mentioned it once. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, if you've never read, if you're trying to start your entrepreneurial journey or if you're starting and having trouble or, or whatever the whatever's going on, or if you've never read it, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, hands down, bar none, you know, obviously there's a reason it's the number one most read financial book in history. It's your it's place number one. A second one would be, it's called The Go-Giver. It's mm. by a gentleman, I believe, named Bob Berg, B-E-R-G, yes. The Go-Giver. Yeah. I think it's from a mindset perspective, it teaches you or helps you set up your life in a way that you are a giver first. And that's not just about giving money. It's not about writing checks to the Boys and Girls Club, although that's part of it. It's about how do you give first, right? How do you, if you want connections, man, help somebody else get them. Be a, be a connector of people, be a, you know, hook, hook, hook your friend Steven up with somebody else that, that needs him. And that will come back to you hands down. If you've got, you know, connections to give away, do that. If you've got knowledge to give away, do that. Find somebody to help with something and, and the world will pour it back on you. No question. And it's a great book to help you form that mindset. If you don't already have it. Great, uh, secondly, great book, great book. It is. Second one is The Power of One More. Yeah. Fantastic book about pushing yourself. Fantastic book about always going one step further, doing one more thing, making one more phone call, doing one more deal, running one more step, whatever, whatever it is that you're trying to do in your life, do one more. Right. Yes. You're, you're, so add my let. Yeah, add my let. Yep, sorry. Add my let the power of one more. The uh the growth from that is so exponential if you just do one more yeah. all the time. Do you, do you know the premise and the, the history behind that book? I don't, I mean, okay. I've read the book, so maybe, but. So quick, quick side story and a little like stuff that not a lot of people know. My dad used to work with Ed Milet's dad. They were both in banking together. They worked and did commercial lending and they worked at a, a bank together in Burbank, California, just outside of where the movie studios are. And Ed's dad was a, was an alcoholic and he talks openly about his alcoholism. And he talks openly about when his dad stopped drinking. Ed asked him, dad, are are you ever going to drink again? And he said, Eddie, I'm just not going to drink for one more day. And that, that is the premise and the power. And I believe the inspiration behind that book. And so very, really, really powerful message behind all that stuff. So if he cannot drink for one more day, then maybe he can drink not for 10 more days. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, didn't mean uh, to cut so, you off, but I, I wanted no, to share totally, that. Totally fine. The third one would be Who Not How. Yes. I don't remember who, who wrote that one, but it's all about finding the who's in your life that can help you get to where you want to go. So instead of constantly trying to figure out how to do the next step in your life or in your business or in your marriage or in your relationship with your kids, whatever it is, instead of always trying to figure out how, figure out who. So who can help you get there? And that kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier with being part of groups and and networking and doing all the 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 work to find those who's. So who, not how. Uh, and then last would be Magician Not Mule by uh, by Mark Evans. It is kind of along the same lines of that who, not how, but it's about being the magician in your business instead of the mule in your business. And really, again, finding people, finding systems, finding ways, you know, still doing the work, still, still, you know, making shit happen. But how do you do that by being the magician instead of the mule? So I think all mindset books for me, like there's no, none of those I don't believe have any real strategy, like go do this and your business will grow. It's all mindset. And I think once you've got that mindset stuff down, whether it's the you know, pushing yourself harder through the power of one more or uh, finding those who's and, and becoming a magician, or if it's the go-giver and how you really make big changes in your life through through giving, all of those things are so critical in, for, in, in forging your mindset and really moving you to the next level. Yeah. Wow. Powerful stuff, man. Speaking yeah. of 
finding people. How can people find you? So I uh, I'm I have all of the various sh- social media accounts. My most prevalent one is is Facebook. So I'm just the Richard Gamble on on Instagram. I'm the same on Facebook. If you search for me, my picture is with me and my kids. I think Robert Kiyosaki's in there where one of my kids is being held by him. It's one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. But uh, yeah, yeah. On Facebook, please look me up. I mean, we share a lot of project videos. We share a lot of you know success stories, a lot of failure stories, a lot of things that we're doing. Uh, like I said, we're big into economics. So there's a lot of that on there. Most of that stuff gets shared to Instagram as well, which like I said, just at the Richard Gamble. So it's, it's mostly on, on, uh, on both of those, but I'm much more active on Facebook. Wow. That's great. Well, Richard, thanks for coming on the My Mind Your Own Business podcast. I think that if I had one quote from you to wrap up an idea, it would be help people get what they want and you'll get what you want. I love it. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. So I'm glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you being here. And everybody remember this podcast is done absolutely free. We do this out of the goodness of our own hearts. We want to help people get better and do better in their lives. So please, if you can share this with somebody who you think it would help them, that would mean the world to me. Really appreciate your time today. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Hey guys, just wanted to take a second here and thank you for listening to the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. It means the world to me. It means so much to me that you guys are listening. I don't make any money off of this stuff. I do it for free. I do it out of the goodness of my heart. I want to help people. And I want to share all this cool information with you guys and everybody else in the world. So if you could think of somebody that you would share this to, so if they got some value out of it, I would really appreciate it. Share it on your socials. Click that little button for sharing and share it to your story. Thanks a lot.